What up, guys and gals, dudes and dudettes? It's your boy Rick here, the host of the No Soliciting Experience. I just want to ask you guys a huge favor before we get into today's podcast is if you guys find value, if there's something that you learned, if there's something that you can apply today, I just ask that you share it with friends, co-workers, managers, owners, whatever it may be. If you find value in today's episode, just share it on your social media. Tag me, as you know, most active on social on social media through Instagram, um, at no soliciting, bruh. So yeah, let's uh, get into it. Cue the music and get on to today's episode. Scotty, I've got some issues that nobody can see. And all of these emotions are pouring out of me I bring them to the life in you It's only right This is the soundtrack to my life Welcome back, guys and gals, to the No Soliciting Experience. It's your host, Rick Martinez. And I am so excited to bring on today's guest, Corey and I, we've gone back and forth. We are introduced by a mutual friend. Uh, shout out to Blake for introducing us and shout out to Corey for being on our company call a few weeks ago. Um, so without further ado, this is Corey Clark. He, you probably know him on Instagram as the sales therapist. So Corey, for people that don't know who you are, do you mind giving us a quick introduction on who you are and how you got into the space that you're into right now? Yeah, um, absolutely. So, I mean, it's pretty simple. Worked in sales all through my undergrad, graduate school. Uh, the plan was always to become a therapist. And so I did. Uh, the plan wasn't to, to be a therapist in this manner in terms of using my license this way, but sometimes uh, doors open and you you go get them. So I, yeah, it, it, you know, working in sales and, and experiencing Something, something that always kind of stuck out to me and bothered me a little bit was just that the the mental and emotional aspect of the sale in the sales industry and how there is there is high turnover, there is high burnout, and and uh, you know experiencing that myself, you know, I, my my first sales job, I performed really well, but it typically was when I was feeling well emotionally, but when I wasn't feeling well emotionally, I was not selling. <laughs> so um, yeah, I performed well, but I burnt out big time. So. Um, and then ultimately ended up coming back into sales just because that's where the money was and I needed money for school. And so I kind of just stuck it out. Um, and a lot of the advice I was getting, you know, in my undergrad and stuff and in the sales world was the good, I mean, where there's value too, but it's just the do your morning routine, you know, have a gratitude journal, you know, be pause, all that good stuff. But at the same time, although there's a ton of value there, it just didn't, it just didn't. I was like, bro, mother freaker, I'm trying, I'm trying all these things, you know, I'm doing my morning routine. Like what, this isn't creating the long-term mental and emotional change for me. Right. And it wasn't until becoming a therapist that, that all changed for me. So it's where I just started seeing everything differently and just thought, geez, this is, this is what salespeople, sales professionals need to know. Um, and so I just started running it from there. So yeah, I worked in sales and became a therapist and I put the two worlds together and uh, been doing it for you know almost two years now, and it's been so fun. Just been been uh, taking a day at a time. It's been really, really enjoyable for me. Dude, that's awesome, man. I have I, I have a question, more of a curiosity. Yeah. One. yeah. Um, at what point and what caused the aha moment for you, where you're like, okay, this 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 makes sense. Yeah. You know, when I say I burnt out that my first my first sales job, like it, I, I really did big time, like. And that bothered me. So it was a door-to-door sales job, right? Um, pest control. Uh, I I did really well my first summer. Um, and I mean, not like anything crazy, but I put up 270 counts, right? So nothing like crazy, crazy, but decent, you know? And I didn't come back the second summer, you know? And there was more opportunity and and that really bothered me a lot. You know, come after a couple of months after that, it really bothered me just because I'm like, geez, I'm not doing this because the men- like the mental and emotional aspect of this. Like, that's why I'm not doing this, really, if I was being truthful with myself. Um, anyways, ended up slipping back into sales, obviously, um, even door to door as well. Um, but the aha moment and still struggling in certain areas, you know, performing well, but then having moments of just like being drained a little bit. Um, my aha moment was uh, I was working a sales job while I was in grad school as a therapist. and um, you know, this is part of it. I don't really share, but I was actually, I was actually in a session as a, th- as the therapist working with a couple <laughs> on the brink of divorce. And, uh, 
they had created some really good positive change and they were like totally about to divorce. And then we were about, there was like session four and the changes we had created, like we're, we're working really, really well. And, and it kind of just hit me. I'm like, this is, this is different. Like what the change we just happened right here is different. And it just was so, it was, it was weirdly so relatable to sales and, and the mental and emotional struggles that, that most of us have experienced. And a lot of us do within this industry. And so it was at that point that I was like, I have to start creating content. And so I was in grad school and I started just creating content, doing free trainings for companies, trying to see if this was even a thing. And, and then it, it just did, it became a thing. Dude, I love that, man. I love that because you, you, you hit it, man. There's not much, there's not much that we talk about and it's, it's not anyone's fault. We just do the best we can with what we got. It's been so much of this, almost like a stoicism instilled into the industry. Just suck it up and go do it. Yeah. You know, I was just talking about this actually with a a rep today that I had a call with um, and he's doing solar sales and, and Yes, there is this, this stoicism of like, suck it up, grind it out, do it. And sometimes, sometimes that is a solution, but the, that solution can be either out of avoidance of avoidance of, I don't know what the frick really is going on with me. I just, I'm just going to push through and work harder. Or it's because you know yourself on a deeper level and you're choosing to do that for you because that is the best option. Right. And so for this rep today, you know, we were talking and working through and we've, we've worked through, you know, this is, we've done multiple sessions at this point. So him and I both really have talked on a deeper level at, at this point, really know him on a deeper level and um, can ties a lot of things into, to why he does what he does and what impacts him the way it does. But, but the key point point today was he was experienced the last couple of weeks he's been experiencing um, feeling helpless. Okay. So the definition of helplessness, and a lot of us have experienced in the sales, right? Where you, you're working, you're out there working, you're not getting the results right away. And then you start to experience helplessness, right? We've all been there because you're not, you're not getting sales, right? And you're like, frick, am I, can I even do this, right? And, and the definition of helpless is the inability to defend yourself or act without help. So, so are you really helpless or are you just feeling it? Right. And that's what this point with this person was, is he was feeling helpless. But when I think of someone who's actually helpless, I think of like, I think of like a kid who's honestly, I think of a kid who's like being abused, right? Like that's someone who's helpless. Like there's nothing that kid can do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like he's put in a corner. There's nothing that kid can do. He's helpless. But a door to door rep who's not making money or selling at the moment, is he really helpless? No. No, that's just what he's experiencing emotionally, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so for this guy today, it was, you know, really understanding that his solution was to keep going, but it wasn't out of a, an avoidance of like pushing through. It was because that's literally the last thing helplessness would have him do. Helplessness wants him to give it or give up, but by him going to the next door and talking with somebody, that's him telling his emotional stuff like, Hey man, I'm actually not helpless. This is me acting. And, and actually acting with, you know, because I do have the ability to help myself. Right. And so it's just so much more intentional. Right. Yeah. And so what happens there is now when he does go get the sale tomorrow, when he, tomorrow, he's not going to be feeling helpless. That's, that's, that emotion is not going to just like come back because he solved it the right way. Yeah. And so now he's going to be on a less risk of burnout and all those things. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. It makes a ton of sense. Yeah. So, so that, but you're right though. There is that that culture of kind of this, the stoicism approach, which there's value there. It just has to be the right timing and has to understand when you're and why you're doing it. Exactly. It, it comes down to what we were talking about before we jumped on the podcast. It's the self-awareness. It's not, it's, it's not a dig on stoicism because in a sense, we, I draw upon a lot of stoicism, yes. right. From Marcus Aurelius and just so many different like stoic um, philosophers throughout the years. It's, but I do it because I understand. I understand myself and I understand that I have to put myself in that situation because if I don't, I will let anything that comes my way affect everything that I do. Yes. For the, I guess for me, the way I I relate to it is being, you know, 
Latino, being Mexican, we're just taught to suck it up. We're taught to not talk about our feelings. We're taught that, you know, expressing oneself is negative and it makes you less of a man. But it's yeah. not. I un- I understand that. Yeah, sometimes I have to do that. But mm-hmm. sometimes I need to get s- stuff off my chest to be able to suck yes. it up. Yes. I, I, I have to clear the baggage before I go out and just suck it up. Dude, you're preaching my language. Because the truth is you get this 19-year-old kid or 18-year-old kid who's starting door to door, right? And you know, he's, he's knocking doors and he starts to feel super inadequate. Right. Because maybe in high school, he wasn't the, he wasn't the most popular kid or, or, you know, he was kind of the the kid who hung out with the cool kids, but wasn't one right. Or whatever it may be. Right. And so he's maybe struggled with maybe he's knocking doors. He starts to feel inadequate. A suck it up mentality for him probably is not going to work because internally he's battling, man, I feel like a piece of crap. Right. Just because he keeps hearing no and he hasn't been, you know, that's a common theme that he's experienced in his life and that's draining him. Right. And so. So, yeah, it's just that. And that's where for that individual too, let's just get to know yourself on a deeper level, understand the what's and the why's. And so you can kind of create change in regards to feeling inadequate, you know, rather than, you know, focusing and just being like, you know, his manager saying, hey, bro, you just got to be positive. Right. He's like, well, dude, mm-hmm. I'm trying. I'm trying, but every day I wake up and I feel like I'm not doing enough or good enough, but he's, but he's too scared to say that. Yeah. You know? And so that's, that's what we see going on. That's why you get these, that's not the only reason there's the high turnover, but, but those type of examples, right. Whatever it may be is, is that's why there's the high burnout, man. It's, it's all oftentimes due to, yes, there's mental fatigue, but it's emotional fatigue. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. And as, as we're talking about this, I want everyone listening to this, that this isn't just for the first year rep. This is for the high oh, producers. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is for the owners. This is for the CEOs. This is for the regionals. Like it is. we I mean, all got, experience. Totally. Go for it. Oh, I just say, I got like 12, 12 managers I'm working with right now that, that have big teams underneath them. And, and part of the reason is because the pressure they're experiencing and whatnot, but also they got all these guys underneath them and they, they want to know how to help them too. So yeah, it is, it is. Yeah. It's not just for the first year. It's, it's all in it. Yeah. It's for everybody. Like I, I still wake up. You literally just hit something on the head. Like I still wake up every morning. I feel like I'm not doing enough. And for every, and for everybody that follows me, I do so much. (laughs) You do. I do a crap ton and I still wake up every morning thinking I'm not good enough. There's still so much more I should be doing. Um, But again, it just comes down to one of the things um, I want to touch on, uh, touch on is the self-awareness aspect. I think we lack so much self-awareness, not just in the industry, but as a society. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're totally right there. I mean, even thinking like, you know, there's moments where, you know, I'm not good enough or we can call it inadequacy pops into my life too. But I'm at the, I'm at the point now where my 18 year old self didn't even know inadequacy was there, but it just kind of wrapped, I just got wrapped up in it. Mm-hmm. It's almost like, if it's almost, you picture it like a backpack, right. And you got like these inadequacy rocks that are just in the backpack. Like when I was 18, I didn't even know I was wearing that backpack, but it was heavy as crap. <laughs> right. Yep. Um, where now it's like that backpack tries to like, it like sits in the corner of the room and it's like, Hey bro, you going to wear me or not? And I'm like, no, because, Mm -hmm. because I'm self-aware enough to know, okay, inadequacy is trying to creep in and I know how to solve it now. Right. But that could be, that could be any emotion, whether that be jealousy is a common one in the sales industry, you know, helpless, inferior, you know, there's a, there's a lot of things like that where, you know, anxiety, anxiousness, but oftentimes yeah, being self-aware is is a huge component to really creating that that mental and emotional shift for sure. Like you, like yeah, inadequacy might try to creep in, but you you know when the little gremlins around trying to say you're not good enough, right? Yeah, and and you're getting better at handling that. Yeah, saying hey, buddy, you can have a seat at the conference table for a minute, but you're you're piecing out here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah. For me, I my thought process is sometimes I let the inadequacy sip seep in and I'm like, okay, what do I feel inadequate about? Yes. And then I like yeah. literally, I literally sit there and let myself process what I think I'm inadequate of. For me, I use it as a reminder because sometimes, yes, I am, I'm human. I forget to do things. I have ADHD, yep. right? Yep. I'm naturally a, 
lazy person, right? Mm -hmm. So I let myself think, okay, what, what am I feeling inadequate about? And there are some things in there where, yes, I am inadequate in some, re in some areas of my life, but it just reminds me that I can do so much better. Yep. It's not of like, I'm a piece of crap. It's like, dude, I have potential. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where like, let's go. That's, you're just, you just laid out a perfect example. Positive self affirmations, right? <laughs> like people, but sometimes people preach this, like it's the end all be all right. What you just did though, a positive self-affirmation worked. Why? Because you understand yourself on a deeper level, right? If you're suffering, but then you're just like, but you're avoiding the suffer and you're just saying, oh man, you are good enough, right? Most likely it's not going to work. It's not going to stick, mm -hmm. right? Because you haven't addressed the crap. And sometimes we got to address the crap so that some of these are solutions that we've been taught actually work for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And you, and you can't, you can't address the crap without being self-aware. Exactly. I just, just to kind of expand more on that. It's so for me and for everybody listening, this, this is how I process it out. I play out so many different scenarios. I'm an overthinker naturally. Mm -hmm. So how I'm able to take these negatives and turn them into a positive is I play them out. Like, okay, if I were to take this and actually work on it, what for me is worth it? Yeah. Like what to me serves the best and is beneficial for me if I work this out. And that's where that positive affirmation comes from being able to turn that negative into a positive. Yep. 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 Totally. No, I love it. And, uh, and, and you're not jumping straight to that solution of noticing that you're not in a, you know, noticing you're struggling and just writing down something good about yourself to believe in yourself or whatever it may be. You're, 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 you're willing to go, you're willing to address some of this stuff, you know? That, mm -hmm. that might be kind of ugly, but at the same time, it's like, we don't need to be scared of being human. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, it's like, like the other day I felt, you know, I was, I was around, yeah, I felt, I kind of just felt inferior. Um, it was a, a situation I hadn't been in before and I kind of felt inferior, which means like, I felt small. I felt like yeah. just small, like it was a little different than inadequate. I just felt like small, like, geez, you know? And, and then it hit me. It's like, I'm not, I'm not though. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I'm not like there's, and you can provide evidence for yourself, however you want to do, but building sometimes that awareness is, and addressing, you know, okay, why am I feeling what I'm feeling? What's going on can really allow you to open up doors to real solutions. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's what it comes down to. It's understanding what, what's going on. I think so many times, for example, one of the things that we were talking about before is like slumps. We find ourselves in sales slumps, whether we're not producing, things aren't going the way that we want them to go. Um, you naturally, it's not like you wake up one day and you're in a slump. You yeah. don't just fall into a hole. You dig yourself into a hole. Yeah, you do. So what, what have we done you know, to put ourselves in this hole? More often than not, in the sales coaching that I do, it's my clients find themselves not doing the little things that got to them, that got them where they were at. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're totally right. I think there's the, there's the little things. And then I think there's, you know, they are, they're, they're maybe doing the little things and then they experience some hardships and experience some, they have some experiences that are, that are mentally and emotionally tough, which is natural and normal because one we're humans and one we're in sales, which is the hardest job probably in the world. Right. <laughs> yep. Um, and, uh, and then I think what we do is we avoid. Oh yeah. Big time. Yeah. We have such a, as humans, we have such a huge tendency to avoid. Um, and then we finally realize, Oh crap, I really am struggling. You know, like, like every, <clears throat> every year, like this last summer, come July, I'm getting, I'm getting people, I'm getting people messaging me and reaching out because they're burnt out. Right. And I'm like, can we create change now? Absolutely. Do I wish we would have been on the phone two months ago? Yeah. Mm -hmm. but you avoid, you kind of, to some extent avoided for two months <laughs> mm -hmm. and now, and now you're, you are gassed. Right. And so change is going to be a little bit harder possible. hundred percent. I've done it plenty of times we can get there, but it's, it's not going to be as easy as it would have been two months ago. Exactly. <laughs> so what, what can people do? I mean, we're, we're talking about if in this example, burnout in July, what could they have <sighs> done two months ago in May? Yeah. To keep them from getting to that burnout. 
Yeah, I think I think the biggest reason why I see people get to that state of burnout is because <clears throat> they they start to experience um, emotions that they're not probably experiencing in the off season as much. They they don't know how to handle those emotions, um, and so they run away from them. And what they choose to do, they don't run away from them. But what they choose to do is to just keep working, just keep going, and which works. It does that work absolutely for a short period of time, because then there becomes a point where they're like, ah, this ain't gonna work no more. <laughs> right? Yep. Yep. And then at that point, they've given up the gym. They've given up the the routine. They've given up the accountability. They've they've given up. Oh, I want my own car. I want to drive by myself, but right. They've mm-hmm. given up, they've given up all these things throughout that process of avoiding because to find comfort, because they're like, I just need to push through and work harder. If I just had my own car, that would make, that would make things a lot better. That I would feel better today. Right. Mm-hmm. When in reality, when in reality, maybe two months ago, really, really maybe the problem was you set a goal and your first week was really good. And then your second week kind of sucked. And that second week racked you mentally, wrecked you a little bit mentally because now you're feeling kept playing like you're playing catch up. There's a little anxiety there. You're not feeling like you're, you now you have to readjust your goal, whatever it may be, right? Whatever the yeah. problem, whatever the problem would have been two months ago, that wasn't addressed. And so that's where I think be willing to address Every time you take a dip into a mental and emotional state that you don't want to be in, you should know why you're in that dip and you should know what's going on. Oh, too often. We just don't know what's going on. And, and that's why. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense because sometimes we just push things off to the side. Yeah, dude, I'm human. Like I'm a therapist, right? I'm human. I, every, every single day, probably I, I take a dip into a mental or emotional state. I don't want to be in. To some extent, that probably happens every day. Um, I should understand. I, yeah, I, I work to understand why I'm in that mental, why I'm in that dip. Oftentimes, we don't want to know why we're in that dip because it's maybe scary or it's uncomfortable or it's, we're not taught to. That's a big one. We're not taught to. That's probably the biggest is we're just not taught to. That's not the way of life, especially as men, but women too. I have a lot of, I have female clients that I work with too in the industry that they're, People say women are more emotional than men. No, men and women are both emotional. <laughs> we, I think, I think the biggest culprit of this, may, maybe I'm wrong, but I think it's the social media and the comparison game that we play. This yeah. fictation that life is perfect. Everything that we put on, put out onto yeah. social media. It's like I can't share this because then it makes me look weak and it makes me feel less than X person. This yeah. person who I'm trying to emulate, replicate paid be like sell like doesn't go through this so i'm just gonna put this under the rug yeah yeah no i think i think you're totally right i think there is there's a huge element to that i think you touched on a really good point just now um and that would be vulnerability i think i think that word is so misunderstood and people are like vulnerability that's a lot you know like people don't want even want to even like for to hear other men say the word vulnerability, like I don't hear it often. Yeah. But talk about a solution. If, if we could learn how to be a little bit more open, a little more vulnerable, what, what would come from that? Um, I mean, even if you think about, you know, probably to some extent, you know, you relate at least from what I've seen the outside perspective. And when, as I've chatted with, you know, the peer team too, and Blake and, and whatnot, like, I think to some extent you you probably feel really comfortable there, but they've they've also kind of created a culture of they're pretty open and vulnerable with each other. Oh, big time. And and the value that creates as in terms of yes, there's competition, but it's not like a jealousy nastiness. It's like a we're trying to lift each other up because we're bros, you know? Yeah. And and we're family, right? And and that and I feel like to create that culture, you you gotta see each other for what where people really are at and you can't expect someone to see you if you're not really willing to share yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and sometimes, you know, we we like to 
we'd like other people to be so real with us, but we're not willing to be real with them. Oh, so true. So true. And just to kind of add on that, a vulnerability doesn't mean like complaining. I think no, this no. is the, this, yes, this, this is, this is, this, this is the biggest misunderstanding that I see with vulnerability yes. with yes. my guys and, and my coaching clients and people who I chat with. It's like, it's one thing to complain, right? I can complain about all my problems and trust me, I have plenty of problems to go around. I have plenty of problems to go around that I can give you some of my problems, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. When we talk about being vulnerable, we talk about expressing yourself in a way that, I don't know, the way I see it is I don't want your problems to be my burden. I want, and then it, it annoy me, right? Vulnerability is being open and trusting somebody that they can take part of your load and help you yes. rise up. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So for example, yeah, it would be like, um, you know, let's say I'm, let's say I'm out there on the doors and I'm, I'm not in the mental state I want to be in, you know? And so, you know, let's say we'll just go with inadequate as an example, or, or let's just go with helpless. Let's go with helpless. Cause that's honestly, yeah. that's, that is common where people aren't selling and they're just like, start to like give up on the day. They start to feel helpless. And <clears throat> a vulnerable statement would be, let's say you call your manager or a friend or coworker, you know, and you say, Hey, look, dude, I'm not, I'm not, I I'm sharing this with you. Um, <clears throat> there's a part of me. There's a part of me today that just kind of feels, feels a little helpless, which I know I'm not. And I'm sharing this with you because I want to move past this. And I'm, and I'm having a hard time moving past this emotion right now, even though, because I know it's holding me back. And I just, I know, I know that as I continue to talk with people, like I'm going to get a sale, but, but I haven't gotten one yet today. And, it, and it's kind of created me feeling helpless. And I, I'm, I'm sharing this with you because I need to get this off my chest. Cause I, I want to keep going. Right. <clears throat> That's vulnerable. Yeah. That's vulnerable. That's not easy to share, but complaining is dude, this neighborhood sucks, dude. Nobody's freaking buying from me today. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And how many times do we hear that rather than the real true statement, dude? Yeah. All, all the freaking time. Yeah. And just to kind of add on that vulnerability doesn't mean that you're giving up vulnerability to me is like, Hey, I'm struggling. I'm willing to put in the work. I just need some help. Yeah. So with my guys and everybody who I've worked with, it's like, Hey dude, you, you can be vulnerable with me, but here's what I'm going to need from you. I want you to be open with me and I want you to trust me, but I also want you to come up with some solutions, bring up some options that we can work on. So be vulnerable. Be like, Hey, I'm struggling in this area. I'm not sure what is going on, but here's what I'm willing to do. I'm willing to knock X amount of doors. I'm willing to do this for the rest of the day. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of the day. And this is my goal from here until the end of the day. Just yeah. know that, hey, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I'm just not in it. But I will continue to work through this. I just need some help. Yep. Yeah, it's and that's just facts. Like, and 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 the and the the misconception too is sometimes being like when you when you feel maybe a a pull to be vulnerable, the the fear and the thought is like I guess I guess it is. I mean, I'm I'm really used to like being open right now, like with my like with other people. Like, I love being vulnerable. I just love it. But um, what I'm finding is is people are scared of what others will think of them. When reality, if you can express that true vulnerable statement and do it well, no, I'm, I will bet almost 100% of the time, if not 100% of the time, that person on the other side of the phone or room or whoever you're telling that to will have mad respect for you. Nothing, exactly. but, nothing but mad respect. Exactly. I do with all of my guys and everyone who I've ever worked with. And even people who I see in the industry, they respect stuff like that because we have this, again, the sense of machismo, the sense of like mm -hmm. super, super stoicism, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going to get this done. But at the end, we know that it's just a facade. There's only so much that that will take you. And once you see people burn out, you're like, that's why every time I see somebody burn out, I'm like, 
oh buddy you were going through some stuff and you didn't tell anybody this mm-hmm. is why you're going through what you're going through yep no doubt dude and 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 what an opportunity you know for the managers and that's where you know as as management that you you do if you are a manager you have a huge opportunity to to be a human in front of your team dude you don't have to be you don't have to be perfect and have everything and and you know, obviously maintain the culture, work hard, all those things. But when you're struggling too, you know, it's learn how to communicate that and express that openly and in a way that, you know, builds trust with your team. Because then when your team is struggling, instead of saying, oh, dude, my neighborhood sucks. Can you get me a new one? They're saying, hey, you know, and, and they're actually sharing with you what's really going on. Right. And you want that. You want that. Exactly. You want that one, one of the, this is actually a really good lesson that I learned. And I think my first or second year of selling, but it was one of my sales managers, or he was one of the owners of the company. Um, I remember he would, instead of, cause we, we do the trainings, right? Everyone, normally the managers up front standing, there's this sense of like, Ooh, look at him, you know? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. the most impactful lesson, the most impactful meeting that we ever had with him was we sat around a circle and he sat down, he got down to yeah. our level. Yeah. Like managers, leaders, regionals, owners, like, are you getting down to their level? Yes. You have to lead from them, but sometimes you got to bring it back down and be like, Hey, look, I'm one of you guys. That doesn't mean offload all of your problems would be like, Hey, look, I understand you have problems going on. These are some of the problems I have going on. I know that some days you know, knocking is hard for you. Some days running a company, running a team is super hard for me too. Like I get it, but here's the thing. We are in this together. Yes. And that phrase, that phrase that the tides raise the ship or sink the ship, this is a chance for you to raise the, raise the tides and raise the ships. Yeah. And I think, I think you're, you're touching on a really good point too, is that, you know, it doesn't have to be this, like when we do get real with each other and have that relationship where we can, you know, we can be open in that way. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean we have, it has to be like depressing and like, we have to get down, right? Like if anything, if anything, it should lift us up to, to create change and to create that better version of ourselves, right? Like it should, it should buoy us up to, for, to have more support, right? And it, and it shouldn't, like, oh, now that I'm talking about the crap, now I'm feeling even more of this and I'm even more lost. It's like, no, <clears throat> we sh- it should always leave us going, okay, taking self-ownership for our crap and, and do it because now we know ourselves on a deeper level. We've expressed it. I'm kind of in a corner and I got to own my crap, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dude, I freaking love this, man. There's so many ways that... I think as an industry, we can level ourselves up. Um, and I think one of the aspects that we've neglected is the mental health of it. Yeah. yeah and, and I think, you know, I, to some extent, you know, there's, I got the advice when I was pitching, when I was first starting this business, I'm like, and, and, and someone said, and he was high up in, in the sales industry. And he said, uh, you know, I wouldn't call yourself the sales therapist though. And I, and I was like, you know what? And he's like, I would just stray away from the word therapy. I like do a coach or something. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a freaking therapist. And, mm-hmm. and that's part of the, I'm not going to run away from that stigma. Being a therapist is great. And therapy is awesome. And, and just because you're not maybe mentally and emotionally struggling to the point of like burnout doesn't mean you won't value talking to somebody and figuring your crap out. Right. Mm-hmm. If anything, if anything, that is the time to invest in a therapist because you're, you're doing, you're getting to know yourself on a deeper level and, and really building some self-awareness. And that's, there's just so much value there. There's so much. I think, I think you touched on something and a light bulb just went off as we grow within the industry. And as we grow as a person, we add more facets and we add more things, more layers to our life that in a sense, the helplessness, the loneliness, the sense of like, I don't know what's going on is the fact that you've added so much stuff and you've neglected who you really are. So sometimes it's really important to peel back some of these layers and peel back what's not important and get back to who you really are. Because once you get back to who you really are, everything that you've added on is just amplified. Like being, being, being a manager, being a car group leader, being a regional and owner, right? If you forget who you were when you first started and who you really are, all Mm -hmm. these titles mean nothing. Yep. 
Yeah, I can tell that you've done some therapy yourself, I think. <laughs> I've I've invested heavily into therapy this year. It's yeah. it's um it's dope. I actually just had <clears throat> a call with my therapist about uh two weeks ago and we're working on me no longer using her as a therapist. Yeah, yeah, yep. And and I, I, I can see it, dude. I can, this this is a conversation. Like I've had these conversations, but not to the level that you and me are having it right now. And I, and I think a big part of that is because you have done some self-development in terms of therapy, right? Because it's a different level of development. I can oh. see, I mean, I'm hearing it by what you're saying, because you're speaking my truth. And, and, uh, and it's just, there's just the value there. There, there truly is, is there's nothing more invigorating for me too, of just like when someone really starts to see themselves clearly. Oh yeah. Big time. People talk about, and th- this is something that um, it's, it's super important. Sometimes we're so lost in the trenches that I don't know, for me, I personally can't put myself in the trenches anymore. I look everything from like, I call it the general's tent, whatever it may be. I have a bird's eye view of what's going on because I understand that there's so many moving parts. The only way I've been able to get to this point is again, by investing in personal therapy, sales coaching, sales coaching, therapy. Um, I'm getting into getting into NLP, a big advocate for the law of attraction, just so many different things, but it allows me to see things at a higher level. Yeah, I'm no longer worried about the small things because the small things will work themselves out because I have systems in place in my life that allow me to overcome the small things. So then I can take so I can, you know, put myself challenge myself by bigger yeah. things. Yeah. And, and, and if you really want to do bigger things in life, you got to have systems and processes for the little things. You can't do that without being aware of who you are. Yeah. And you I don't know, for me, it just it rather than people think that therapy is to fix themselves. Therapy has up-leveled me in so many yeah, aspects, yeah, aspects of my life. There you go. That's the money statement right there. Therapy is not just to fix yourself. It's to, it's to yeah, level up really. It, it is a higher level of functioning. Oh yeah. And it's changing. I mean, it's life changing. I mean, even people, you know, it's like, well, are you, you know, you're like, I mean, even, even for me, I, I don't know if I would have been able to like, what, what therapist do you see working with sales reps? Right. Like that wasn't a freaking thing. Right. And so when I, when I was starting this business, I mean, the first seven months of my business, I didn't make a dime. Mm-hmm. You know? And a lot of that was just because I was in I mean, I was introducing a whole concept to people and they're like, wait, what is this? Like, what do you mean you're a therapist working with sales reps? I'm like, I promise you it works. <laughs> and, uh, and <laughs> And I don't know if I would have been able to push through and, and really build the business that I have now without, without going and, and obviously the therapy I've done for myself, but then also, you know, just now being a therapist, I just, I don't think I would have been able to do it and start this business and, and, and be where it's at right now without it, because there's been some hard days, hard moments. And I think at that seven month mark, you'd think, Oh, seven months, not making money. You'd be burnt out. Dude. I had more energy than you freaking think. <laughs> right. And, and, and a lot of it was just because month one, I was figuring my crap out and keep, and I kept going and, and it was a different type of, it was a different type of stamina. When you, you have a different type of stamina, when you understand yourself on a deeper level and I'm not perfect, but I'm not saying, but you have to have systems and processes in place so that when, when you do struggle, you know how to handle them. Right. Exactly. You just touch on something, dude. Maybe I'm making a connection and I could be wrong. If I am, let me know. But you talked about at month seven, you were more excited. We talk about everybody who gets burned out in month July. I think the biggest reason is because they stop learning. They think that they're too good. They think that they have it in the bag. Yeah, but, if you, <clears throat> but if you look at the beginning of the summer, everyone's excited because you're learning new things. Yeah. You're learning new things things you're applying new things you're doing a lot of new stuff that didn't that you didn't do last year that you just started doing let's talk about april may june three months in three months you're a quote-unquote expert so come july you're like i know everything i need to know and you stop you stop reading you start you stop studying you stop doing the things that got you to where you're at 
you yeah. just mentioned that seven months without making money, dude. If I went seven months without making money, uh, I yeah. would be I would be crapping myself, bro. I would be like, I need to figure this out. Right. But again, it's so many people do it for the money. I think the biggest thing is is just up leveling yourself. Yeah. And chasing that best version of yourself, whether that be through therapy or whether that be through just continuously getting better at sales, because the better you are, the better version of a salesperson you are, you know, the money is just a byproduct of the value money that you bring. 100%, yep. So the more valuable you become by the more you study, the more you get better, your income is just going to be a byproduct of how much you actually work on yourself. Everybody stops working on themselves in July, and that's why people don't make much money past July. Yeah. 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 You're, you're speaking on a huge component there too. I think that in addition to what we've already touched on to what plays a role in that burnout, I think you've touched on another component, which is, yeah, I think there's the, you know, it's actually just goes back to, to the other day. I, I just as much as I think you should understand yourself when you take an emotional dip into a state you don't want to be in, you should understand yourself when you take an emotional, uh, like dip into a state you want to be in right? Like sometimes we're just like, oh, dude, I'm feeling so good right now. Right. Where it's like, what do you mean you're feeling good? Right. The other, like, like, for example, the other day I was feeling really good and I was like, okay, well, what's going on? I realized I was feeling creative and I was like, what the heck creative, Mm -hmm. but that now I just learned something about myself. Right. Meaning, okay. Creativity is something that I value that if I'm more creative then okay, then maybe I'm going to be able to experience more, more of this positive positive, uh, the emotions. Right. And there's so much value there. Right. Oh yeah. And so now I get to choose what does creativity look like? Right. And so that in the first, for a first year rep, they're going, okay, you know, you know, they're learning, they're learning, they're growing, whatever they're to some extent, their mind's creating. Right. And then they finally learn the pitch really well, Mm -hmm. you know, or, or they stop learning stuff. Not even the first year. I mean, this is everybody, but, um, they get complacent, right. And the creativity is gone. Right. And I think, I think there is value in saying, okay, what, like when we read books and people say like, oh, I I enjoy reading a book, you know, I read 10 to 15, I read 10 to 15 minutes a day of something, you know? Yeah. Um, And I, and I enjoy that. Part of the reason is, is because people say, oh, like it stimulates your mind, but what it does for me is it helps me feel creative. Mm -hmm. I get ideas and I like getting ideas and I like writing ideas down in my iPhone notes. And I like turning those ideas into posts. Yep. And then I post it and that does a lot for me emotionally. Yeah. But the thing is, I know that about me. Mm-hmm. So I continue to do it. A lot of us just like, will feel something good, but they won't take the time to understand, okay, why did I feel something good? Maybe I should do more of this, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so just as self-aware as you should be on emotional dips down in states you don't want to be in, you should get to know yourself when you're feeling good too. And why? Oh, yeah. Big time. <clears throat> Dude. That, I, that's why I I'm a big believer in saunas, right? Like, but that's for me though. Like everyone I, is different. Everyone's different. But the reason I like saunas is because I understand for me what that does for me mentally. And like, I've, I've had the experience, multiple experiences where I walk away from sauna, like, I feel good. Why is that? Right. And I understand why that is. And so I keep doing it. Right. And so mm-hmm. you have to find out what works for you. And it's pretty easy. It just takes a little pause, reflect, build some self-awareness, and then you can solve problems. Exactly. You just got to know yourself. Dude, I think you're, you're, you're touching on something that I'm a huge advocate for I because, because I have uh, ADHD um, and naturally I'm a lazy person naturally personally i hate reading but on the flip side i love learning yes so i'm not i'm 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 not one of those people that i can start a book from from page one and finish it all the way to the end that's okay when i buy a book and i buy books weekly i buy books weekly i go through the table of contents and i find a chapter that i'm Mm -hmm. curious about and i just go to that chapter and i read and then I get more curious and I'm like, okay, cool. Let me hop on my laptop. Let me go on Google. Let me study this topic a little bit more. I trick myself to not just reading however many pages I read, but now I'm on Google studying the topic yes. that I didn't, I had no idea anything about. Yes. So what does that do? It, 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 it piques my curiosity and it piques my creativity. Uh-huh. Yep. Now, if I can apply that to sales, I apply that in a way where I, I don't know, maybe I ask specific questions. Mm-hmm. 
or maybe it's just a topic for conversation throughout my sales process. Yeah. Not, yeah. And I think now we're, now we're kind of dipping into something that you just, you just pointed out, which is something I really like, I'm a huge, huge advocate because sometimes I feel like how the mental game of sales has been approached is it hasn't fully been this way, but it's kind of been this way in terms of like one size fits all of like read 52 books a year. You know, you got to, you know, it's, it's like you have these, all these do's that you need to do. Right. Whereas like, what about, what about this though? Okay. Thank you for all your advice. But what if you just knew yourself on a deeper level and found what work, found what best works for you because you know you. Like I don't, I don't wake up at 5 a.m. Okay. Yep. I wake up at 6:30 and I wake up and my daughter wakes up at 6:30. And then I do cuddles with her on the on I, I I hold her in the morning on the couch and we watch we watch 30 minutes of cartoons. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that works, that's something that works for me right now in my stage of life. And, and then I, and that's, and then I, and then I go to the gym. Yep. Okay. That's not typical. Now, would I expect anybody else to do that? No. Right. But that's something for me that I know impacts my day positively to actually motivate me more because mm-hmm. I enjoy that time. Right. Yep. But if that's for me and that's okay. And so I think there's this, like, we, we should figure out what works for us and be okay with that. But the only caveat to that is it has to, it has to push you to a better version of you, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're like, oh, dude, I sleep in till 12 because that's just what works for me, bro. You know, it's like, it's like, well, we'll hold up. Like, is that really is I get you or it's like I stay up at three and I wake up at 12. It's like, OK, I get you. But like. Is that really you creating the better, best version of you? And if that is, I mean, whatever, you got to be honest with yourself, though, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like what you said, and this is the point you pointed on in your example is you're not going to finish a book, start to finish or whatever it may be, but you'll point out a chapter. And just when your mind goes, your ADHD mind goes, Hey bro, we're jumping ship, right? You take, you take that concept and you go to Google, which is good for you and your brain with how your brain works. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you're bouncing on Google and, and then you're getting more ideas and then it stimulates you in that way, that way. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a system that you found for you because you know yourself on a deeper level. So exactly. Success is, success is different for everybody. What you view your success as, that's yeah. what you got to go for. I view success differently. I view my personal development personal progression. I approach it in a different way that works for me. And you touched on something that's super important, just as long as you're progressing, as long as you're moving the needle forward, but it comes down to that real honesty for your, with yourself. If you're not doing it, like the guy that wakes up at 12 rolls up to the meeting at one o'clock, it's like, all right, dude, did, did you do that? Cool. Like we'll, we'll let you do that, but your numbers are going to speak for themselves. Yep. Yep. Because ultimately there has to be some sort of result to the action. Mm-hmm. Totally. And if they don't, and and if they don't align, then all right, buddy, we, we love you, but you either shape up or yeah. this is not going to go well for you. Yeah, you're you're spot on there. Like there should be with the system that you find that works for you, it should help you create the better version of you, and it should produce results. It's just metrics. Yep. For me, and, I'm I'm a big not, I'm, yeah. I'm a big data guy. I'm a big data guy. That's why when I see things, data in my life says that if I do X, Y, Z, then I'm going to be in this state of mind. Yeah. So again, I'm just tricking myself. I'm tricking the system. I put myself in situations where, I mean, this is a topic for a different day, but everybody's so result oriented. I am fixated on the actions. The actions are going to yield to a better mindset, a better performance better mindset, better performance, then yields better results. But I can't get those results unless I put in the work first. You know, and that's where, honestly, that's actually something that I've, I've learned more as I've started and ran my own business is that, you know, I, I have to focus on the actions um, because it's, it's not always every day that, that money's coming in. I mean, money's coming in a lot more now, but and, and there's a lot more consistent pay with com- like with companies I'm working with and stuff like that and individuals reaching out. But 
but in the, in those beginning stages, it wasn't, you know? And so it was, it was a lot of, I have to focus on the actions, but I think the misconception with sales sometimes in sales. And I fell into this too. When I was a sales professional is I work for somebody else. And, and I think it's more, we should understand that like, to some extent, if you were in sales and hundred percent commission-based job, you, you aren't your own boss, but you're on your, you are your own boss. Nobody's, nobody's going to make money, but like you got to go make your own money. And that's what, that's the biggest thing you have in common with somebody starting their own business is you got to make, you got to go make your own money. Right. And I think there is a trap there when we focus so much on results with that, where we get lost in that and, and kind of take dips into states we don't want to be in. But I think, yeah, focusing on those actionable things does, does make a difference um, in terms of, in terms of driving results. But if, if, if anything, like see yourself more as a CEO than a sales rep. Yep. Take yep. ownership, take ownership, see yourself more as a CEO and sales rep. Exactly. See yourself as a business. You are yeah. conducting and you are generating business for a company that yep. will in turn service said sale. Mm-hmm. And in return, you receive some sort of financial compensation for it. You yep. are your business. And this is what I harp on a lot. Like at the recent um, sales summit I went to for Simple Solar, this is one of the things that I talked about. You are your own business. So how do you treat your business? Mm-hmm. Would you let yourself show up late to work? Would you let yourself show up you know, late to a meeting? Would you let yourself show up late to a solar consultation or consultation for with a customer? No. No, you wouldn't. So start treating yourself accordingly. Oh. Treat yourself. I mean, one of my mentors, uh, t- uh, Taylor McCarthy, he talks about viewing yourself as a prize fighter, like Mike Tyson, Conor McGregor, Muhammad Ali, you know, these guys were businesses. They created revenue for what they did and they got paid accordingly. You know, they ate well, they trained harder than most and they were compensated for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they, and they took ownership for their situation. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and they looked at themselves probably less as a, yeah, it's, it, there was no mindset of an em, employee, I guess, per se, but more of like, I got to I got to go make this for me. And yep. I think there's, a lot of, I think there's a lot of value there for sure. And what happens is one, once you start doing it, at, at least for me, and maybe, maybe with the data that you have, you can conform, confirm, or, you know, tell me I'm wrong mm-hmm. is once you get at a point you're self-aware you start producing money just is the last thing on your mind like the checks are deposited you get deposits whenever they come in and it doesn't you know for me it's like okay dope i just got paid five grand oh dope i just got paid this oh there's there there's been a check in my mailbox for three months yeah (laughs) you know it's like things what once you start doing it, just the main reason why all of us get into this is because of the money. Yeah. Once you become better and you start enjoying life, like the quality of your life is going to be so much higher that, that, you know, money doesn't matter. Yeah. It helps out a ton. Like, you know, people talk about, you know, money isn't important, but they've obviously never ridden a jet ski on a Tuesday instead of working, you know, yeah. <laughs> But it helps. It helps, you know. But the yeah, only it helps. No doubt, no doubt. But, but the only reason I'm the only reason I'm able to do that is because, you know, I worked on myself. Yeah, I worked my ass off, and you know what? This is just a fruit of my labor. Yep. Money's money. Money is a byproduct mm-hmm. to money. Is going to come. It's just a byproduct mm-hmm. of you creating the best version of you for sure. And I, and I have, and it just and amplifies time and time again, right? Like even when I had this, when I had this, uh, this business concept, right. I'm like, well, shoot, like this has to, in order for this to really work and for companies, because my first target was companies like invest, like contracting me out. Right. And I'm kind of transitioning now and, and that's been really fun, but I still do have a few companies that I work with, but um, just cause the relationships there and it's really, really fun and they're doing cool things. But anyways, um, I knew if I was going to do, when I was first had this concept, I was like, geez, if if people are going to pay money to invest in this, it has to help them make more money. Right. And I already Mm -hmm. knew that people were losing money because they're not in the mental and emotional state they they want to be in. That was facts. We all knew that. Mm -hmm. We all know that. Mm -hmm. But 
if they are in the mental state, emotional state that they want to be, and you can improve change there, will, will sales increase too? And, and yeah, I got plenty of data to back that up. And, and mm-hmm. the big, and the big component is what you're saying is yes, it's that, it's that self-awareness you level up, you, you, you become more self-aware and, and money does start to become more of a byproduct. And it uh, amplifies, it amplifies, like, this is one thing that I want to talk about and it's, um, or just touch on briefly is it just amplifies what's going on on the inside. If you're not good on the inside, doesn't matter how much money you make, you're not going to be happy. But as you work on yourself and be good with yourself internally, dude, like life is, it's enjoyable. You find the word joy, right? Coming from an LDS background, like that word joy is thrown around a lot, but you can experience joy unless for me, I have to be in a good mental mind mindset to be able to really yeah. experience joy. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you're spot on there. And, uh, you know, I, I think the, the, the money, the money concept is funny too, in terms of, you know, when, when you do have somebody that isn't in the financial situation they want to, but they got into sales because of the fine, like the financial opportunity, they're not performing the way they want to. And it's creating even more stress financially. Right. That, that is one of yep. the most, most, that's one of the most common dilemmas, right? And for anybody that's listening, that might be experiencing that, just know it's solvable. Like, like there is a point that you can get to where, where that financial, that, that isn't weighing you on you as much. And everything we've talked about already today is part of that solution process. Um, one thing for sure, don't hold it in anymore. <laughs> Like, like if yep. any, there's a lot of people that have been in your shoes and, and I've experienced that too. Um, and you're not alone there, right? Like it's, it's, and, and it's normal. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it is pretty incredible when you start investing in yourself and understand yourself on that deeper level, how many other things just fall into place. Yep. You almost, put yourself, you almost put yourself in a corner to take more ownership right? <laughs> there yep. is, dude, when you know, when you know really what's going on, like there really is no backing out. Mm-hmm. There's no, and, there's no easy way out. Cause you're like, well, I can't do that. Cause now I know, now I freaking know I, I could have done that if I was avoiding. And I was just like, Oh, you know, but like you can't, you can't do that now. Cause you know yourself. Mm-hmm. Not just that dude, but just, I don't know. For me, my aha moment was in like, at the end of March, beginning of April, like I, I had just finished 75 hard and I was meeting with my therapist almost on a weekly basis because I was going through like a <clears throat> extremely rough patch in my life. Yeah. And um, it wasn't until that I put myself through 75 hard and I worked extensively with my therapist that it was like my, my eyes were open. Mm-hmm. Now I see things in the way they were before. I was so myopic and so like tunnel vision that now, dude, I see, I see everything, man. Yeah. And I see things at a higher level. Yeah. And, it's, and it that is, awesome. is such, it's so awesome, man. Like, let me tell you, like, if you're listening to this and I know a lot of you have either been through this or are currently going through this, you feel like it's. there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. For me, I had to break through the roof of that tunnel and see what was above the tunnel. Yeah. No doubt, man. Dude, I appreciate you just being open and sharing that too. Cause I think somebody that like, like, like yourself, I think that means a lot to be able to share something like that. And and Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're listening to this, you, you can, you can tell, I, I mean, I can tell Rick that like, this is something that you, you really have been through and learned from like, and I, I mean, it's just evident dude. And, and the way you're talking about it. And that's where it's hard to say for people that have experienced therapy in that way is like, like, you don't know what you don't know. And once you experience it, then you're like, Oh, freak, I know now. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, but, but I will say one of the reasons I I'm so the unexpected blessings of doing what I'm doing now and working with sales professionals, which was never the plan. I mean, technically I'm a, my license is a licensed marriage and family therapist. So that was always the plan was more specialized with couples and things like that. And, um, but it's been so fun and so rewarding. Like, I mean, I'm getting these, I'm getting these 22, 23 year old guys that would probably never ever reached out to a therapist in their life. But because I worked in sales, 
and I am a therapist, they do, they do yeah. reach out. And, and then, and then now, I mean, to some extent, I think I'm like, dude, potentially you're preventing yourself right now from being in therapy when you're 40. Right. Because now you just leveled up as a 23 year old dude. And I'm telling you most clients as a therapist too, when I was doing it the more traditional way, you get a ton of clients in that 30 to 40 year old range. So many, but you, mm-hmm. and you, and you get a lot like 18 and younger, you don't get as, I mean, you still, obviously you get a lot too in that 20 year old range, but, but it's just different, dude. You don't, it's just not as common. You get a ton in the 30 to 40 year old range. And so for a 23 year old to be addressing their stuff and building that awareness, dude, you are one step ahead of everyone else. Dude, I would say 10 steps because realistically yeah, yeah. what happens, Sorry, 10 steps. <laughs> dude, so many, cause you compartmentalize like this is like, this is the breakthrough that I had with my therapist was I compartmentalize so much of my childhood trauma, so much of trauma, so much of crap that went on in my life that you can only shake the bottle so much. Yeah. Once it pops, bro, I, I would rather you're listening to this. I would have would have done anything to yeah. go back to when I was 22, 21, yeah. gone through therapy because I would be miles ahead of where I'm at right now. No doubt. No doubt, dude. Uh, you're, 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 you're spot on. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Shit always hits the fan. It always hits the fan. Do you want to, do you want to prevent it hitting the fan or do you want, you know, a small little splat of a crap on a fan yeah. right now? Then wait when you're 40, 50 and you have a family with kids mm-hmm. yep. and 401ks and college tuition to pay for. And, you know, it's life just crumbles. Not, yeah. More common than not, that is the case, but yeah. And, and you know, it doesn't always have to be like, you know, maybe, maybe you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I really experienced any trauma and things like that. No, but maybe, but what you did experience and everybody's experienced is relationships, dude. Mm-hmm. And, and what is sales? Sales is relationships. relationships, dude. And where did you learn relationships? You learned it in family, friendships, school, you know, friend, all that's where, you know, religion you know, you yeah. learned, you learned relationships there. How does, how you learned relationships there impact your ability to do your job and do it the way, the way you want to. Right. And that's where I'm like, there's so much value. And, and, and almost all the time we dip into that and how you, you know, it's, it's sometimes as simple as like, oh, when I get objections, you know, at the door, I get my anxiety goes up. Why? It's because I'm kind of a people pleaser. Well, why am I a people pleaser? It's because X, Y, and Z, yada, 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 ding, ding, ding. We just connected some dots, dude. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and now I'm handling objections differently on the door because I know myself differently and I'm not anxious. Weird. And I'm getting sales. Weird. Yep. So it's okay. It's okay to talk about this and understand these things, connect these dots because you're going to be solving bigger problems, which money's going to come from doing that. Yep. I've seen it. I've seen it too many times now. Dude. And that's why, that's why in the beginning, when I started my business, I didn't have a money back guarantee. Dude, mm-hmm. I do a, I do a full blown money back guarantee. Cause I'm like, I already know this is going to work, dude. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And there's and no, there's no doubt. One of the things, if you're, you're wanting sales advice, this is it. What Corey just talked about. You connect these dots, this con you are, you implement that into sales. That's what I do. I take every situation, every word at the end of every sentence, my presentation changes because I'm taking that information and I'm just going to solve the problem of me presenting solar to them. Yep. Right. I hear a kid in the back. That's a problem. Cool. That's, that's a, that's a, a dot. I'm connecting this dot to the next dot. How do I overcome this objection before it comes up? Like yep. this is applicable in every aspect of life because you're essentially learning to problem solve yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And you, yeah. If, 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 if you can problem solve yourself, you can problem solve anything. No doubt. No doubt. If you can problem solve yourself, you can problem solve about anything. That is so true. There's there's yeah, it's so true. <clears throat> you're speaking my truth, man. Honestly, yeah, I wasn't, I honestly dope, wasn't expecting <laughs> This is one of the best conversations I've had about this topic. And, and I think probably the biggest value point to this conversation is you and your experience in, in this 
type of, of living your way in this, in this life. And obviously we've experienced therapy and I think it's how much value that's bringing to our conversation and, and I can feel it, dude. And so I, I'm glad that, you know, I'm so glad we were able to talk about this. Dude, heck yeah, man. And I know we said we we're going to only talk for a little bit. Um, dude, we blew through the time. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> this, this is going to be, we're going to have a for sure follow-up episode, a follow-up conversation. Yeah. And you and I are going to be working together on a few things. Um, yeah. So this, this, this will be that fun. was the vibe I was getting to. I was like, okay, this isn't going to be just a one-stop conversation. <laughs> no, no, dude, this, this, this is for everyone listening. I'm going to find a way. Corey and I are going to work on something together that's going to be beneficial for all of y'all. So stay tuned. I have some ideas. Uh, Corey and I will discuss them. (laughs) Um, But yeah, if there's one piece of advice that you would leave for the door-to-door industry before we wrap up, um, what would that be? Um, I would say that the deeper you understand yourself, the bigger problems you can solve. That would probably be the the concept. Love that. I love that. Sorry, it froze a little bit. You're good. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Just just that's just tying everything that we've kind of chatted about. But but it's don't don't miss out on the opportunity to understand yourself on a deeper level because truly you'll be able to solve bigger problems that that you might not even be aware of are holding you back. Exactly, dude. I love that man. Again, I appreciate everything that you do. Shout out to Blake Randall for connecting us. Um, yep. Yeah, this this was super enjoyable. And um, yeah, oh, one last thing. Where where can people find you on, on, on social media? Yeah, I, I think the biggest place right now is when I started my business, I hit up LinkedIn like crazy, believe it or not. That's where I that's where I found a lot of business and and that's what the advice was given. And and I just started posting super consistently on Instagram, baby. Let's so, go. So let's, uh, honestly, let's connect there. That's where I'm trying to move. A lot of people is, is to my Instagram. So, um, that's not going to stop content's going to come. Yeah. Here on out forever. So that's, uh, that Instagram is going to continue continue going. So I would say that the, yeah, the handles, the sales therapist. So you can find me there. Sweet. All right, guys, gals, thank you so much for listening and We'll see you on the next one. I've got some issues that nobody can see. And all of these emotions are pouring out of me. I bring them to the life for you. It's only right. This is the soundtrack to my life. The soundtrack to my life, 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 to my life,